Greetings, everybody, and welcome to wherever you're listening from in this great big world of ours we called Earth. This is the Right on Track podcast, episode two of season four. I'm Parry. I'm Connor. I'm Denim. And today we're going to be continuing our journey along the Scarlowy Railway by talking about three stories, which are four little engines, a bad day for Sir Handel, and Peter Sam and the Refreshment Lady. Well, I say continuing our journey along the Scarlet We Railway. haven't been introduced yet. We haven't been properly introduced. We've That's seen correct. one or two of the characters. Yes, and, and then we did get to see like a like 30 seconds mm-hmm. at the end of Sleeping Beauty. Yes, but these are the stories in which we are properly introduced to Scarlet and his friends. Um, before we get into the episodes themselves, though, we might talk a little bit about these three stories, because they are all based on uh, tales from Reverend Audrey's book, Four Little Engines, which is number 10 in the Railway series, published in 1955. So this was very early on. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, And this surprised me when I was researching uh, this particular episode, because I didn't believe it was that early on oh, in his yeah. work. It was published in 1955, and these mm. episodes came out in 1995, 40 years later. So mm. like, born. Yeah, roughly... <laughs> uh, uh, roughly Not like 40 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> roughly, like, two generations have passed since the book was first published to when it was being made. It's quite bizarre, isn't it? Very bizarre. And this book was also the second last to be illustrated by C. Reginald Dolby, Dolby. Mm. I'm a fan of Dolby. Yeah, I love his illustrations too. A lot of people say, like, they're not as railway realistic, but I kind of... I really like that kind of toy railway aesthetic that he does so nicely. And and, Mm. and it's funny you mention that because I'm fairly sure it's in this book, or the gallant old engine, one of the two, where um, the reverend goes... Scarlowy is not real. He's a fictional character. But if you want to like see his like actual friends on the Tullin Railway, go to this place in Tubin. Mm. Yeah. Um, so as we mentioned in the first episode of season four, these engines are based on the Tullin Railway, which is in Wales. And you'll see a lot of those motifs uh, throughout the television series, as well as the Fistina. The Festinog, the Festinog Railway, and Chorus Railway. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, a lot of these facts were also provided to us by our guest last episode, AP. Yes. Wonderful. And now we're continuing on. Yes. So the first story we're going to cover today is called Four Little Engines, in which we are introduced to the engines who operate on this narrow gauge railway. If you should visit a place that has a lake in the woods and a beautiful waterfall. Then you may also find two little engines called Scarloe and Renee's. The engines know everybody and everybody knows them. There are two more engines, Sir Handel and Peter Sam. They used to be called Stuart and Falcon, but they like their new names better. One day the fat controller sent Edward to the works to be mended. Big surprise awaited Edward. It's Scarlowy. What's he doing here? What is Scarlowy doing there? Well, he's having a rest in the shed because he's not doing a lot of work. He's a very old engine. He is a very old engine. And 
Uh, the story that this episode is based on is called Scarlowy Remembers, where he's waiting in the shed and he remembers the previous events of life, mm. pretty much. It's actually a merging of two stories. Scarlowy Remembers is one, and the other, the name escapes me. Old Faithful. Ah. What a good name, though. Yes. And... and, and uh, as you heard the start there, Edward himself is going to the works, and I believe in the Railway series, uh, this was uh, taking place after the events of Edward's exploit. Oh, really? I, oh. I, I, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that is the explanation why he's going to the works. Okay, that not, works not, very well. Not yeah. quite Edward's exploit. It was Old Iron. Old Iron. So Edward's oh, exploit okay. comes a bit later. Yep. But yeah, there's a little bit of correlation there, which is yes. very, very nice. And one of my favourite things here is that you've got one of the oldest and wisest engines of the, you know, standard gauge, Northwestern Railway, introducing Scar Lowy, hmm. the oldest and wisest engine of the narrow gauge railway. It's very clever. And, and, and it's a brilliant way to introduce on how you've got this similarity between both characters and then have Edward go... What's he doing here? Mm. It's sort of like holding Scarlowy, you know, on a podium a There's little bit. There's a legacy there. Which shows, you know, that respect on how well Edward respects him. Wow. Mm. Wonder who he is. And continuing on with that connection to the Railway series, the works are located at a place called Croven's Gate, yes. which isn't named in season four, but it does return later on, I believe, towards the late 20th, 21st seasons. Yep. And it's essentially the place where all the engines, both narrow gauge and standard gauge, go to get repaired. Mm. And it's also a place where the two lines meet and the Scarlowy Railway deviates up into the mountains, whereas the standard gauge obviously runs from Tidmouth to uh, the mainland. Vickerstown. Vickerstown, that's the one. And then later Baron Furness and the rest of the Furness and everything. But we're not talking about standard gauge now. We're talking about the small little engines of the Scar Lowy Railway. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And there was mention made of uh, Stuart and Falcon, who we were introduced to in the last of the episodes. And it's not the first time they're referred to, actually, as Peter, Sam and Sir Handel. No. Which we were talking mm. about before the start of the podcast. And this here is where Series 4 has its biggest issue. Yeah, the, there's no correlation between the episodes. It's all sort of like they've thrown them... All together. Having said that, was the airing of the episodes when they first came out, was there a different order or were they supposed to be in a different order? They were done in this order. Mm. (sighs) Like, if they were supposed to be released, I don't know, but I know that they were basically released a day after each other. Uh, Four Little Engines is the fifth episode of the fourth season, and it was released on October 20th, 1995. I mean, it's a beautiful episode, but oh, yeah. shouldn't this have been, like, episode one? Yeah, either episode one or I would say maybe episode two or three. Most likely episode three, because we have uh, Grand Puff and Sleeping Beauty, mm. in where they where they don't mention Peter, Sam, or... Falcon, mm. they go, Stuart and Falcon, we're pleased to have him back. Yep. Mm. Um, I, Peter Sam, Falcon, Stuart, yeah, wow, amazing. Yeah, it gets <laughs> good handle. It gets oh, very confusing. It does. it does. And then in the following two episodes, uh, Bulldog and You Can't Win, they go, back when Peter Sam was called Stuart and Sir Handel Falcon, mm. even though we haven't been introduced to that idea yet. <laughs> so I feel having four little engines as episode three 
would really help. It would have worked much better, I think. But there's more to that issue. Can we get to that We'll get to that at the end, (laughs) I feel. Yeah, yeah. let's um, stick here now with four little engines. So we've met Skarloey, and as we later discover, Sir Handel has had an accident with coaches. and And sheep. Mm-hmm. And, and Terence. Oh, yes. Yeah. Terence is there as well. well yeah, Terence is in the background. He, unless she's the one that deliberately destroyed the fence. And no, that's not a head cannon. We saw in cows that <laughs> cattle and other ranch animals can break through fences unexpectedly. Yes. Okay. Okay. We're not going on a murder spree here with Terence being behind every accident because he is the superior form to go on both road and rail. We are not going on that. It's worth uh, talking at this point where Sir Handel and Peter Sam's names come from. Yes. Oh, yeah, we should mention that. Yes. Because they're quite peculiar names. You don't hear of Peter Sam quite often. Yes. Um, I mentioned, actually, last episode their sort of in-law version of the names, Mm. which was uh, Peter Sam was, I believe, the owner of the railway at the time of purchase, Mm. and Sir Handel was the controller of the railway. Yes, and that's not addressed in the TV series, actually. We're made to assume that the fat controller operates all the railways on Sodor. Yes. And then he had a meltdown and the thing controller came in season 10. That's it. (laughs) And I have got a uh, headcanon on that, but I'll bring that up next episode. Well, next episode that we review. Okay. Bad day, Sir Handel. The next story. Yes. Yes. Where were we? Oh, yes. Yes. So this story, Four Little Engines. Sir Handel has an accident. It's not his fault, but he sulks back to the shed and then uh, Scarloe offers to help out, and he does. But as he's doing the run, his one of his springs breaks. Yes. And he ends up on a lean. So we've got... Sort of lurches to the side. Yeah, so Think like... of like someone that's got like a really bad back and one of their shoulders sort of hunched up yeah. as they like waddle along. He looks yes. like he's meant to fall off. Oh, yeah, he really does. It's like he's constantly on a Dutch angle. Yeah, and, what it is. And, yeah, and he's exactly trying to make is. his way, pulling the train all the way to Crovensgate Station, mm. where he then gets there on time. Everything's done, mm. and he's done it. Yes, and, and then at the end, they've gone. Good job, Scarlowy. You get to go to the works now. Hooray! Yay. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, what a like limited story. It's a very limited story, but it's... It's beautiful. It's so gorgeous to look at. I mean, the scenery, it's so green and the farmyards that Sir Handel runs through, they're absolutely wonderful and, as and well. And the thing is, is that on the first sort of six episodes, the three that we're going to be covering today and the three in the next episode, mm. they have a lot of uh, sets that we never really see again. Yes, we get a lot of very beautiful scenic shots... But then we don't see them. So the shots say of Sir Handel going by Terence at the farmyard, then where he stops. Beautiful establishing shots. Yes. Oh, yes, yeah. a lot. At the start, they go, if you go high up in the mountains, in the woods, there's a lake, there's a waterfall. You, these wonderful shots of the waterfall mm. and the water wheel. I love these sets so, so much. I cannot emphasise that enough. They are absolutely Brilliant. And as we're watching the first minute or so of Four Little Engines, you do notice that there is so much more layering on the sound as well. Like, they exactly. did so much for that in season two and three. Oh, yeah. But it feels even more heightened here. Yes. Like, you, you hear the brakes, you hear the pistons, you even get to hear sometimes the wheezing of the pistons, the pfft. 
Yeah. yeah. And you can hear the nature sound effects in the background yes. too. It really immerses you there in the experience. It does. Um, but yeah, this episode, it's really limited in what it uh, story is because it starts going, yes, there's Scarloe and there's Reneus and then they're old, so then they got Peter, Sam and Sir Handel and then Sir Handel had an issue and then Scarloe saved the day mm. and you have no more mention of Peter, Sam or Reneus and really Reneus doesn't appear again until, like... Gallant old engine. No, no, he doesn't have a speaking role in season four until that very episode. That's uh, right. We see him intermittently, and we're told that he's away at the works as well. But yeah, we don't actually get a proper role for Reneus until nine episodes after this one. Which, Which is, is a shame. <laughs> it is weird, but like I understand how he's supposed to be at the works. <laughs> but then, if he's supposed to be at the works. Have them say that he's at the works, then never show him again. Yes, exactly. But a lot of season four is full of B-roll. In mm. Grand Path, You Can't Win Bulldog, you often saw Scarloe, Reneus, all of them in the background. You did, Their true. faces hidden. Mm. But then... They are other engines. Yeah. But then, again, in these episodes here, every now and again you may see Reneus or Duncan in the background. And it's like, hang on. We don't know who you are. Yes. What are you doing here? Yes. Get it's, back to your timeline. It's kind of like season one. Yes. At the beginning where you mm, see true. Henry and James. That is a really good point. Because season four, realistically, is the first season of the Narrow Gauge Railway. It is. And we've got to introduce all these characters. It's the same problem as the first season. We've got to basically work from ground zero and establish all these characters all over again. I mean... And, and, how many engines are there on the Scarlowe Railway there by the end of it? There's eight of them, I think. Six. Uh, Hold on. So we've got Scarlowe, Renee, Sir Handel, Peter, Sam, Duncan, Duke, and Rusty. So seven. Seven. Seven, seven engines we have to be introduced to. All up, how many are there? Uh, so I think in the TV series... Then they add Mighty Mac and Freddy. Yes. That's nine. Mm. Luke. Luke. Millie. Eleven. Uh, yeah, Bertram. eleven. Bertram. Bertram, yeah, you, from season five. You could count that, yes. Uh, even Duke, though... not Duke, uh, Smudger. Yep. So that's <laughs> like... We're at like 13 now. Um, and then in the railway series, we have Ivo Hugh. Ivo Hugh, mm-hmm. which sort of replaces Freddy in mm. TV in railway series, TV series swapping. Mm. And who's the Diesel that's mentioned in one of the Christopher Audrey books? Um, that is... I forget the name, but I know that he never broke his stride. Fred. Fred. Yes. Uh, Fred being like a mixture of two Diesels that they bought, then pushed together into one. I almost said the Blister Twins, but they're from... Arlesdale, yeah. Yes. And then they also have got Mark V, which is like an inspector's car. So, yeah, a lot of engines on that A lot of engines. You're only introduced to seven. Seven in this... Well, eight if we include um, Smudger. Yes. Yes. But, you know, he's gotten rid of after just the one episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. We don't need to worry about them. He'll come back. Eventually. How? He'll be back in the 2022 special of Thomas and Friends. But he's been turned into a boiler. No, didn't you know? On an abandoned railway. What happened was they took his boiler and they rebuilt him as a Prince class engine and they renamed him to Bertram. Did you just make that up? No. (laughs) (laughs) They have the same face mask. There is a ton of... Yeah, but in that fact, Sir Handel and Reneus are the same. 
Because for some reason, Reneas and Sir Handel, their faces are always mixed up. Are they? I've never noticed that. Did you notice in the season four post that I made that I fixed the faces? You fixed the faces. That was good. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Let's uh, well, get there's not back really much, right on track. <laughs> there's not really much more we can say about this episode. I mean, we've complimented the scenery so far. I, it does an okay job of introducing the characters. I mean, the music as well, soundtrack. Yeah, music, that. fantastic. Mm-hmm. A character I think we've... Uh, not really focused on much, but I think they do a really good job in this story, particularly other coaches. Oh, yes. yes. I think they have a very well-versed development of character within mm. Series 4. And that is a note I want to bring up on how a lot of these coaches have got personalities, they have got faces on a but lot of... they don't of have them. names. They don't have names. Uh, in the Railway Series, some of them did have names. Uh, they all but, did. Yes, mm. but in uh, TV series, sadly not. How... Ever, uh, they do seem to have some kind of mystical power, not gold dust, where, for some reason, they're able to push Sir Handel. Yeah. Like... Is it the same way troublesome trucks do? Like, how do troublesome trucks do it? With their... With their... Don't say gold dust. I was about to say their... Don't say lady magic. I was about to say their voodoo magic from Diesel 10. <laughs> right. Or right. Scruffy. Scruffy is the overlord of all trucks, and old slow coach is the overlord of all coaches. <laughs> Shall we just move on entirely? Yeah, moving on. So I don't know how those coaches did that. Um, and the spring problem with Scarloli. Mm-hmm. It's also a time that we actually get to hear more about sort of the workings of an engine. Yeah, I still don't entirely understand it. I mean, how an engine could have an accident like that and still pull a train, but, you know. Well, yeah, but it's like if a car spring breaks, it's just a bit of a bumpier ride. Mm. Um, But it's also the uh, first of two times that spring breakings are mentioned, Uh, other time being springtime for diesel, where Daisy swerves, uh, busted, she needs another spring. This is several seasons after this one. More than several. It's a very good episode. It's like three several. It's very classic. Um, But there are some wonderful shots that I love. I've got two of them, and I love... No, three... Um, one being the view inside the shed when mm. Sir Handel is uh, being put inside the shed and then uh, Scarlow is going, I can pull the train. Yeah, we've got the point of view of the driver looking through onto Scarlow. And you That's get great. to see oh, love the that. door frame where mm. they can walk through and you even get to see to the side what looks like a roster or mm. timetable. Yeah. And it's a detail that you never see again. And I'm fairly sure it stayed inside the shed the whole time. Because looking past Scalo in that shot, you can see the rest of the set behind him, which means it was always there. Mm. And uh, one of my favourite shots as well is right at the end when Scalloway pulls in and James pulls out with the train. Uh, you get this shot looking straight on at James, but from the platform point of view. Mm. And you almost look down the platform with James... And he looks annoyed for some reason, but you never know. Mm. And it's all tied together with this wonderful little evening shot, which Mm. is beautiful. There's a lot of really nice evening shots in Series 4. Yeah, the lighting, again, another plus of this season. The lighting is amazing. Yes, very warm. Very warm. Very warm. Is that everything we've covered from that 
Uh, true event. Story? True event. Oh, true, yeah, yes. True event where uh, Telelin of the Telelin Railway was left in the shed and only released uh, to be put on passenger duty. Okay. I'm looking at a shot of uh, Craven's Gate Station and you can see there is a sign there and I believe that sign is like the contents of like a Marklin train set. Right. There, there's... Um, uh, how many minutes roughly into the episode is it? It's four minutes and six seconds. Roughly when James is leaving the station, you can see a detail of a poster or something, and it seems to be Marklin instructions, which is, of course, the main uh, basis uh, of model that all the engines are used. He lives. He lives on forever. Um, He's up in the clouds of Puffer. That is a nice Easter egg there. I like that. Yeah. 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 So, rankings. Hmm. Mm. I don't want to start. Someone else can start. Whoa, look. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really like this episode. Oh, I think same. There's a lot to really like about it. From a story point of view... I'm giving it a 6.5. Yeah? Yeah, I'm giving it a 6.5. I was going to say 7. I was going to say 7 as well. Yeah. Like, like I mean, I, I like we're all in the same region, roughly. Yeah. Um, because it is beautiful and it is establishing but mm. again we're falling into the same issue with season one on how you're introducing so many characters and you're needing to merge all these stories together that sometimes you mention these little details and then don't build upon them and it's just a little bit difficult mm. do you feel like they maybe designed some of these episodes so you can watch any of them and still have an understanding of what's going on that is a very very good idea it's possible because you could argue that Four Little Engines is exposition for the Scarlet Railway. Mm. But at the same time, you know, that as we've mentioned, they do go back and forth between these stories like we've been introduced to some and not to others. And you will see that in this next upcoming story, which is A Bad Day for Sir Handel. will never let their passengers down, but they are old and tire more easily. Their drivers understood this, and they spoke kindly to them. There's more than enough work for you both on this railway. The manager is sending two more engines to help us run the line. Scar Lowy and Reneus were pleased with this news and promised to give the new engines a big welcome. When Sir Handel and Peter Sam arrived, they found they had much to learn. What a small shed, grunted Sir Handel. This won't do at all. We're much too smart for this old shack. I think it's nice, said Peter Sam. Huh, replied Sir Handel. What's that rubbish? Shh, said Peter Sam. That's Scarlowy. He's famous. And he whispered to Scarlowy. I'm sorry, Scarlowy. Sir Handel's upset now, but he's quite nice, really. Scarlowy felt sorry for Peter Sam. Now, Sir Handel, said the fireman, I will get you ready for work. I'm tired. Let Peter Sam go. He'd love it. No, you're first. And again, we have the same issue on how they're reintroducing the characters in this weird order. Yeah, so the first part of the clip there was obviously the uh, drivers talking to Scarlo and Reneus, telling them what the situation is. 
then we're introduced to Peter Sam and Sir Handel. Not Falcon and Stewart. No, so they've been purchased from the other railway. They've been renamed. They went to the Steamworks. Mm. Yeah. And, yes, you can already hear there that Sir Handel is very pompous, almost narcissistic, quite grumpy, whereas Peter Sam is much more genteel. Yes. And um, energetic, you could say. Yes, and it brings up one of my favourite things in this episode, which is the narration, mm. especially yeah. some of the writing in areas where Scar Lowy felt sorry for Peter Sam. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it, they're really driving home the fact that Peter Sam and Sir Handel um, are one of the same batch. Yeah, They're always together. They're basically polar opposites, but if you have one, you'll have the other. It's Thomas and Percy. Pretty much. Uh, speaking of which, though, um, you might have heard actually some high-pitched whistles in there. Yeah. You, you saw in the background Thomas and Percy on the main line, actually, with goods trains. Yes. Which is a nice touch. I love the way how they try to incorporate the so-called main stars of the show like, into the visuals. And like seeing everything going on the, in the background really adds a whole depth of field in this set. Particular. Brings yes. it to life. Yeah. It yes. makes it seem like it's a busy railway, and of course, it provides um, good. What's the term I'm looking for here? Polarity? No, no, no. So, you, yeah, because they've got the bigger engines and the smaller engines. There's a term for it. it a sense of scope, sense scope, scale. 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 There we are. That's the one. <laughs> Brilliant. Yes. Uh, so, bad day for Sir Handel is sort of in the Scarlowy Railway uh, saga. Hmm? Is the Sir Handel centric story that gives you a brilliant idea of his character. Mm. And it really starts off with Sir Handel first complaining about a shed mm. and then complaining about cattle trucks. Yes. Um, he's referring to his coaches and he's being quite mean about them. Oh, yeah. So how we say, and what I particularly love about this episode is after he collects his coaches, he goes to the junction at Craven's Gate and he's talking to Gordon and of course we all know Gordon for also being like this pompous, pompous. arrogant a- and he goes you're an express engine I'm one too have you got nice coaches I don't <laughs> well hope you have a great day bye and, it's just an ego flex <laughs> and, and Gordon afterwards is left speechless I mean when Gordon it thinks that you're you know, you're being... a little bit pompous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, it's a brilliant sort of comparison on how you've got essentially the exact same engine mm. on either side of the tracks, but one's small and one's big. Yes. And you've got the, they're both pompous. They both think that they're really important. But it's like, I would like to feel that this is a culture shock for Gordon. He's yes. going, oh, I hope I'm not like that. <laughs> this is one of those wonderful character pairing dynamics that I absolutely love. And we see it later on again, but I love that uh, Audrey decides to kind of side to handle along Gordon to kind of show like the audience that these two are not so different from each other, mm. yeah. but they... Um, yeah, doing it in a way that Sandal is still a little bit young and a little bit boastful, and Gordon's like, I hope I'm not like this. <laughs> and, and, and speaking about Sir Handel being younger, uh, once he's done with the coaches, he's told to collect some trucks, and then he purposefully derails himself. Yes. Which the very first episode is all about an engine that derails himself, and Duke is going, don't do that. Mm. So did he learn nothing from him? He's learnt nothing. And again, there are parallels with Gordon because he adores Coaches. pulling the express and he does not like goods trains or trucks at all. 
And, yeah, so Handel deliberately derails himself, and uh, then it's left to, I think it's Peter Sam to... Yeah, take the workman to him, and the fat controller speaks very sternly to and him. And has got the look that he hasn't slept in weeks, and yes. has he's livid. He is ready to mm, absolutely lash out and just destroy scrap. something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is an amazing figure. I absolutely love. It's one of my favourites. Oh, it's mm. brilliant. Um, but. Uh, how uh, Sir Handel derailed in mm. this episode, a little behind the scenes, mm. was they just had two little rocks uh, in the tracks that mm. when he bumped into them, he fell off. Uh, even though, basis-wise, uh, true event where Sir Hayden, not Handel, Hayden, on the Telelin Railway. That is Sir Handel's basis for yes, the books. Yes, yes. His um, alter ego. Mm. Yeah. Um, he didn't uh, hit any rocks and derail, but what happened was that... Um, his wheelbase was actually half an inch shorter than that of Tallinn Dolgok mm-hmm. on the Tallinn Railway. Uh, so especially in the early days, he would very frequently fall in between the rails. <laughs> oh. And that's why he has those special ties, isn't it? So that that doesn't happen. Exactly. Yeah. Correct. And we'll get to those ties at some point in a later episode. Yes. Mm. I just love... Um, there's this final shot in the episode where you can see the Scarlowy railway sheds, but there's this greenery kind of growing over. It's yes. a really beautiful set. I think we've already said it, but I think it's worth noting all the little details that they've just added to them make it a little bit more alive. There is so much green in this season. And it's very true to the book counterpart of these sheds as well. It very much is, because Mr. Reginald Dolby was very fond of his greens in his book. He was very Mm. good at doing... uh, Green. Scenery, (laughs) is what I was going to say. And yeah, if you do read the original books, check out those illustrations, because they are wonderful. Check out every illustration. They're amazing. We should also mention something else, because in the original books... Every engine on the Scarlow Railway is the same scarlet livery. Yes. Whereas in the TV series, we see that Reneus is sort of like a rusty red. Whereas, yep. and by rusty, I mean like sort of a, an orangey red. Yes. So it's umber. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and like even Sir Handel and Peter Sam were painted red in the books, mm. except in the TV series, they're kept in their. You know, old school livery. Yeah, they're, they're blue and green colours, mm. which are very much similar to the Northwestern Railway, where Donald and Douglas kept their black liveries and went painted blue, yeah. so they wouldn't be confused with Edward and Gordon. Mm. Exactly, there's and a whole another story idea there. Because this would have been, and uh, I imagine that's why they um, did the same thing here. They kept those older colours. It's so that younger viewers could distinguish between them all. I feel like if they ever adapted the Cold Fell Mountain Railway, they would probably do the same thing. They Mm. they would do sort of different shades of purple. Mm. Sort of. Purple, blue. Purple, blue. Like dark blue. Magenta. Yeah, a bit of red maybe. Scarlet. Yeah. Mm. Green. But, um, on the note of the Cold Fell Railway... The fat controller has come to speak to Sir Handel. Mm. And what is really interesting is that he, even in railway series, doesn't run the Scarlowy Railway. Mm. Uh, he is only uh, Sir Topham Hatt, fat mm. controller of the Northwestern Railway. Mm-hmm. So why on earth is he here? Well, so that we don't have to introduce another character in the Finn controller. That's exactly. why. 
Have we had the manager of the other railway? Yes. Well, well that's actually Mid-Sodal. that's actually a point because in future stories, the ancients do make references to manager, and we've got to assume that's another person. But I think. By having the fact controller there, it provides a sense of... A linking theme of he is the boss. Yeah, I, I was going to say a sense of consistency, both mm. for the story narrative, the narrative arc, and for younger viewers. Mm. Because if they're having to be introduced to a whole new authority figure, they're going to think, hang on, this isn't Thomas the Tank Engine and Friends. But... This is Scarlowian and Friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is where a theory comes in mind, because you have got Northwestern Railway, the Scarlowian Railway, the Coldyfell Railway, the Islesdale Railway, then you even bring in stuff such as, like, the old Midsodor line, and then there's a few tramways, and tons of different things. But... Each of them, apart from the Northwestern Railway, have got their own different controllers. You know, you've got the Thin Controller, you've got Mr. Fergus Duncan, all of them. So, what if, much like in the days of the Big Four, where the Great Western Railway and the London Northeastern Railway all joined to form one large company, why hasn't the same happened on Sodor? Well, they're all technically one larger company, and the Fat Controller, Sir Topham Hat, is just the main director of it, and then each of them have got their own little managers. I can see that working. And, and like, it does make sense due to the combining of companies at the time. Yes. That's my theory. Um, But one funny detail about this episode, before we go into scores, there's a fly. There's a fly? There is a fly. (laughs) Okay, whereabouts is this fly, Connor? I've never noticed this insect before. If you go to the end of the episode where Sir Topham Hatt is scolding uh, Sir Handel at the shed, you can see on the workbench, just sort of to the left of Sir Handel, a little insect that is crawling about. Um, It's a little goldeny little thing uh, just to the side of him. But it is a little bug that just sort of crawls over the edge. And um, it is a little bit hard to see. I can see it. But it's sort of in the shadow of Sir Handel. But it's a tiny little detail that runs from the little golden bulb there to into Sir Handel's shadow. Roughly. Okay. Um, I obviously need to look over that again because I've never noticed that before. I've in my, seen that. In my 25 years of watching <laughs> Thomas and Friends, I've never noticed a detail like that. Oh, yeah. There it's... is some insane bug infestation on Sodor. All pest controls need to come. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I mean, in, like, real-life scale, that's, like, a tiny ant. But, like, mm. I mean, if you put it in Sodor scale... That is like a massive insect. Yeah, call the exterminator. It's like a, a, a cat. Yeah, it's just running about. Mm. So, scores for this episode? Mm, eight. Eight? I'm going to go with seven. No, seven and a half. Let's I'm going to go with seven because, again, it brings into the issue on how you're reintroducing characters that you've introduced. Hmm. Four times prior. Yes. Discarding that, I think the story's done really well. A lot happens. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful episode. So Handel gets some really nice characterisation. Mm. Fantastic. You get to see many elements of him and... You make him feel, I'm going to make, I'm going no, to make no, it no, an no, A. No, 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 no. I'm making score. an A. I'm making an okay. A. I realised how harsh it was. I was taking three points off for what could have just been, we want the kids to watch this in any order. So, yeah, I'm making it an A. I really like all the different 
characters that Sahandal comes across. There's the coaches. Yep. There's Gordon. Yep. The Fat Controller. Yep. Peter Sam and yep. Scar Lowy. Yep. All different elements of Sahandal come out. Even though he's grumpy and cross and pompous, he behaves in different ways towards each of them. He does. True. Definitely. Yeah. That mean it's time for our musical interlude? Yeah. I like how we call it like an interlude. Like well, it's, well, it is an interlude. Our yeah. song of the week. Yes. Yeah. Our feature song. Well, if we release it in a week's time, roughly, you know, if we release it each week, it's song of the week. But our feature song, interlude of the week, mm. it is the Scarlowy Railway Orchestral Medley by Francis S. What a surprise. Oh, yes. We're talking about the Scarlowy Railway. Why don't we play the Scarlowy Railway? This is right on track. Thank you. 
you're listening to the Right On Track podcast. That was the Scar Lowy Railway Orchestral Melody by Francis S. And Melody she- or Medley? Medley. Medley. It was a m- melodic, melodic medley. medley. Yes. There we go. I'm glad we're on the same track there. Uh, well, this is why we're called the Right On Track podcast and not <laughs> wildly deviates from whatever conversation we're talking about. Absolutely. Yeah, never, never. So I went to the shops the other day, guys. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Uh, no, definitely check out Francis S on YouTube. Uh, they do some wonderful Thomas scores um, and they're definitely good to jam along with whilst I'm tinkering with my train set or doing some drawing or yeah. just working in the kitchen. It's refreshing, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Just like this next episode that we're about to uncover. Really? Wonderful segue, guys. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> it's, it's flawless. It's, good thing we didn't bring it up. <laughs> it is called Peter Sam and the Refreshment Lady and it follows on directly from the last story we were talking about. When Peter Sam finally fussed into the station, Henry was already there. This won't do, youngster, said Henry. I can't be kept waiting. If you are late tonight, I'll go off and leave your passengers behind. Pa, said Peter Sam. Secretly, he was a little worried, but not for long. The guard blew his whistle and waved his green flag. Peter Sam puffed happily away, singing a little song. I'm Peter Sam, I'm running this line. I'm Peter Sam, I'm running this line. What fun it all is, he thought as he journeyed along the line. The coaches enjoyed themselves too. They were growing fond of Peter Sam. Every afternoon they had to wait an hour at the station by the lake. The station has a little shop selling refreshments. The driver, fireman and the guard buy tea and cakes from the refreshment lady. Oh, how nice. Mm, How nice. I will have one cake. (laughs) So there's a lot to take in there. First of all... Uh, at the beginning of the clip, what we heard was Peter Sam meeting Henry for the first time. Gordon. Uh, Hodor. Okay. Genry. Hold, hold, can I finish, please? No. no. <laughs> so, yes, Peter Sam meeting Henry, and Henry refers to Peter Sam as youngster. Yes. Which I think is really interesting. I would have thought that Peter Sam is older than Henry is. I think he may be, but there might be only a few years difference between them on he's either side. He's looking well for his age. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. looking fantastic. Looking very well. But I think Henry's more likely referring to the fact that Peter Sam is a very small engine. Oh, yes. He's, he's, he's tiny. He's minuscule. Hmm. And as we cont- as Peter Sam continues along his journey, he comes to uh, the station by the lake, or is it referred to in the railway series Lakeside? Really? Yes. Why is it called Lakeside? Oh, because it's beside a lake. Oh, really? Nice. Yes. <laughs> and then we're introduced to the idea of the refreshment lady, hmm. where they stop at the station for an hour. Mm-hmm. And then they catch the train home. Yeah. Uh, so before we get into uh, the nitty gritty of this episode, we yes. should also mention, as I said, it follows on directly from the uh, 
the Lots last of, episode, where yes. it even starts with actually a shot of it. Mm. Uh, we're going, you know, Sir Handel had been naughty. He's now in the shed, but Peter Sam needs to do, you know, some extra work. Yeah, he's doing mm. uh, Sir Handel's work as well as his own, and this is why he's been tasked with taking the coaches up along the line to Lakeside. Exactly. Mm. And this particular location, Lakeside, we've seen a little bit of it in B-roll footage, but I think this is the first time we've actually been there properly. Yeah. And again, I know we've said it a lot throughout this episode already, but it is, is gorgeous. Beautiful. I love it. It's, it's one of my favourite locations in Series 4. And a ton of Tugs characters are there as well. Lots of green. We see, of course, the buildings sort of set, nestled into the hillside there. Yeah, it's just with details such as their signs, steam paddle boats, mm. everything. I'll say this now. This set was definitely inspiration for my second model railway. Ah, you know how there's that second level and you see all the buildings kind of nestled into the yes, mountains? Yeah, yeah. I got that from this episode. Hang on. You, when you say your second model railway, is that the one you previously modelled or the one you're working on at the, the moment? The one he previously modelled. Oh, yeah. The one I never got to see. No. I never got to see it in person, don't worry. Can't no, see my new one. You it's know, cute. We, sh- we should start a podcast called Tom Denham Never Lets Us Look at His Model Railway Sets. <laughs> or, 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 or Tom Denham Never Edits Out the Part of the Episodes Unless We Give Some Kind of Incentive to. Yes. <laughs> That'll be great. <laughs> that would be awesome. This is going to still be in like the final edit. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Hi, people from Tom's Laziness. But uh, hey. it starts with uh, Sir Handel being... <clears throat> Lonely and bored, mm. as it says in the narration, which I love because it's just telling Sir Handel, yeah, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did bad. You're lonely. You're bored. How dare you? Mm. Sucks to be you. And then it goes into the wonderful Busy Works theme mm. as Peter Sam is running this line. I'm Peter Sam and I'm running this. this. What a fun all this is. Michael Angelus <laughs> runs out of breath when he's singing that. I, I often think to myself, could they not have done a second or a third take? I mean, surely, why did they leave that in? I kind of like the unbreathiness of it. Because it's yeah. like, you know, he's exerting, he's, he's working hard as I'm running this line. Here I, I, go. I guess so. Now, another thing we need to talk address. about. Yes, yep. address. Is that early on, uh, Connor said Gordon, Hodor. Uh, so that refers to the fact that one of Henry's face masks actually belongs to Gordon. Yes. And it doesn't quite fit him. Very well. And it looks it, it's, very weird. It looks very... Well, it just looks weird seeing Henry with Gordon's face. I mean, what is obviously Gordon's face? Mm, mm. Definitely. But uh, bringing up Gordon brings up a nice parallel again because, of course, last episode we saw the, you know, often very arrogant and pompous Gordon and Sir Handel meet up, uh, Big Blue, Little Blue. Now we're having... Big Green, Little Green, where both are typically really kind-hearted, you know. Henry loves his nature and so on. He can be a little bit pompous at times, but so can Peter Sam. Yeah, so Peter Sam and Henry, very similar personalities just there. Mm. And as we later discover, in the, well, actually, we'll get to that in a yes. moment. So we'll talk about the remainder of the plot here. So as Peter Sam is about to leave, he's reminded that Henry said he was going to leave without him. So... As a result, he leaves the station early. And there's a nice correlation here with one of the earliest Thomas the Tank Engine stories, which is uh, 
Thomas and the coaches? That's Thomas what, and the guards? Thomas. Oh, it's, no, no. It's, it's sort of Thomas's both. train. Thomas's train. Thomas's that's what it's train, called. That's the and correct And a little one. bit of Thomas and the guard as yeah, well. So, what would you do without me? So, <laughs> yeah, in Thomas's train, if we go all the way back to episode two wow. of the Right on Track podcast, we mentioned how uh, the guard, uh, well, what happens next, no one knows. Exactly. That's what happened. So there was talk that someone pulled the lever by mistake or that the guard accidentally waved the flag or someone swore they heard a whistle. And the but exact anyhow, same heard here. Yeah, As pr- Peter Sam goes, he swore he heard the guard's whistle. And, and the guard he said... Was. Yeah. And the guard said <laughs> he, he... swore. And the guard said oh. he didn't see the wave the flag. And essentially, Peter Sam has to wait now for the refreshment lady because he's essentially her train home. Yes. Mm. And then he completes the journey. He gets back just in time to meet Henry. And then the refreshment lady gives him, him. Yeah, gives him a serve, which just isn't nice. That's like mm. a toxic workplace <laughs> trait. Well, yeah, but it's like... He had it coming. Yeah, like he <sighs> nearly left her behind with no train home. Well, that's true. But anyway, she She'd addressed... have to call on Bertie's services. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She, the refreshment lady, who we don't actually know the name of, she's just the refreshment lady. That is her name. Yeah. <laughs> she says to Peter Sam, what were you thinking by leaving me behind? And Peter Sam explains that Henry was going to leave without him. And <laughs> the refreshment lady then says, he's not going to do that. He's a guaranteed connection. Which means that he can't leave until Peter Sam's passengers yeah, yeah, have so, gotten there. So Henry can't leave until Peter Sam arrives. And then by the time Peter Sam has worked this out, Henry has already left the station. And it just ends with a little musical note. And that's it. It's one of my favourite shots in the whole episode when Henry just kind of idles out of the station. Sure. details on the yeah. side with firewood. And, and Peter and... Sam's left looking rather disgruntled. So Exactly. Th- this is... Actually, a really entertaining, probably the most entertaining story so far. Yeah, of uh, season four. Ooh, really? Yes, I, I would I'd say argue. so. Like, like, I'd say definitely story-wise, mm. I do prefer it more in narration. Except mm. the other episodes, such as like Sleeping Beauty, the idea of an engine being trapped inside a shed that's, for decades—that's true. Really yeah. interesting. It's mm. up there, though. Oh yeah, it's definitely up there. Um, and you mentioned the refreshment lady. Yes. On how we don't know her name. We will never even find anything about her for the next three seasons, mm-hmm. basically, until Refreshment Lady's Tea Shop. And in that particular episode, she's older as well. Exactly. So when we meet her here, that. she's like a young woman, and then when we meet her again, she's like a middle-aged, bordering on very mature lady, which mm. it's quite nice because it sort of mm-hmm. provides a sense of consistency to the series, or rather it shows how like the island and the characters have aged. Even. It feels like Series 7 is that one season where, like, everybody has their final hurrah. Like, there's a lot mm, of I old throwbacks. Mean. Like, you get Bulgy in there, you get the refreshment lady, you get yeah. the navigation engines. That's good. That's a good point. And it's yeah. sort of like David Mitten's retirement package, really. It is. But speaking of last hurrahs, this is the narrow gauge coach's last speaking role today. So we never hear of them again. And their line is, stop, we've left the refreshment lady behind. Which is very similar to Annie and Clarabel going, stop, we've left behind the guard. Mm. And true basis, this is my favourite one so far. Mm. So, uh, Edward Thomas... Uh, which is Peter Sam's basis at the Tallinn Railway, was at Nant Gwinnold Station, or Lakeside, uh, when the train started off early, leaving the local refreshment lady behind. 
Uh, in this event, it was determined that it, instead of the engine taking off early, the guard waved his flag too early. Um, and not the fault of the driver, basically. And or the, f- the engine. Or the, or the engine. Now, to make this story a little more interesting, the driver um, and the refreshment lady, the refreshment lady was the mother-in-law of the driver, which is all good enough as it is. Mm. But the guard was none other, whose fault it was, was Reverend Wilbur Audrey. I remember this story, actually. I remember hearing that, um, yeah, the Reverend was working as a guard and he... <laughs> he left the refreshment lady behind. Yeah, there we are. So, Which is the entire the reason this episode exists. And I feel that may be the reason why it's so brilliantly written. Because... Not, he experienced it firsthand. He experienced it firsthand. He was the reason for the episode. Hmm. Yeah. And we should mention as well the other two stories we've covered today are also based on real life incidents on the Tallinn Railway, which were documented in a book which itself was detailing the first years of the railway when it was operated as like a volunteer enthusiast, mm. you know, heritage railway. affair. Yeah. yeah. Um and now, uh, now, now here's the rant area. C- yeah. c- can I rant okay. about the episode order very you quickly? Yes. yes. Thank you. So I mentioned at the start of this episode on how uh, it's really bad that little engines, they like sort of introduce Peter Sam and Falcon, and then also some bad days to handle. We have the scene which takes place before they're actually introduced, going, we're bringing two new engines in. And it's like, oh, no. And then we introduced them in the episode prior, and then we knew them as Peter Servants. It's annoying. Mm. But the thing is, is that Peter Sam, the refreshment lady, and a bad day for Sir Handel are supposed to take place before four little engines. Mm. Yeah. And, and and then in that case, by me saying four little engines should be third, shouldn't even happen. What we need is a complete re-edit cut where you start with the starting cut of um, of Bad Day for Sir Handel mixed with uh, Gallant Old Engine, uh, uh, not Gallant, uh, the little, uh, four little engines. Yes. And yes, Denim? Give me four hours and a packet of crisps. Okay, I will. <laughs> and And it just cuts it all together perfectly so that way when we actually get to you can't win and bulldog when they go back when Stuart used to be called was peter sam and blah 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 i know it's the other way around but shut up back when they bring that up then it'll actually make sense but instead yeah. as a child i was confused i'm here pulling on my headphone cord angry you know what i did when i was a kid because like you can choose the order that you watch episodes in the DVD, I'd watch Bad Day for Sir Handel, Peter Sand and Refreshment Lady, them four little engines. You see, that is a very smart idea. I watched it on a VHS. Oh, okay, so you need to rewind all the way back. And then to... go forward and, like, I barely knew my numbers then. Mm, I didn't have this worse. one on VHS. Really? Yeah. Oh. I, I actually, Peter Sam and the Refreshment Lady, I did want to bring this point up. My first experience watching this episode was actually on a Thomas and Friends VHS called Playtime, and it was the only story from season four, I believe, uh, mashed together with all these episodes from season one and season two. And yeah, I think this episode may well have been the reason why I fell in love with the show, because it is, I, I know I it's, say this a lot, it is genuinely a classic. Oh, yes. It's it up is. there. Oh, yes. Hmm. If you put this, like, 
you can label this a classic, and I'm pretty sure no one would argue. Mm. If you do argue, it's fine. But And I also wanted to point out, uh, coming off of Denim's points on the DVDs, I got my own Season 4 DVD yes. just here, and I used to do the same thing, actually. I used to pick and mix the episodes and put them in the order which I thought they could go. He'd get in. And, and even then, like some of the episodes are out of order, but I think that's probably something we should address another time. Uh... <laughs> But ranking-wise... Ah, yes, ranking to... Apart from episode order, in which case this would get a negative 10. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so Peter Sam and the Refreshment Lady, I am going to give it a 9 out of 10. A 9? A 9. I knew that was coming. Did you? Yeah, because he said it was the episode that made you fall in love with Thomas. Okay, so. that, that's fair. I yes. saw a big hearty score coming. That's <laughs> a big hearty score. Uh-oh. Yeah. Does it, is this going to be another two and a half from no, you, No, no. This uh, is a really good episode. It's and a I two. Love, <laughs> I love the authenticness of it, that it's based off a true story that Audrey uh, experienced firsthand. We see the characterization of Peter Sam probably for the first time, apart from his Stuart counterpart. Um, and you see him with big green and little green, which is cute. Um, but again, the scenery is on point, the dialogue is on point, and the characterization of everyone is great. I'm also giving it a nine. Ooh, Ooh nine. Yes! yes! It's a unanimous Donald. <laughs> uh, and I, I, I agree. I love this episode, and for some reason... I'm going, yeah, like, it, it's not that action-packed or anything, so I could give it a lower score, but I can't bring myself to because there are a lot of times when um, you've given a high score denim to certain episodes. Don't mention it. Don't mention yeah, it. You say, it's a humble episode. <laughs> but this is the first episode that I feel is actually purely humble. Mm. The music's great. The narration's great. It's fantastically done. It's just missing that thrill. And the thing is, I wouldn't even say it needs that thrill. It, no. it, it's a solid nine. I mean, Peter Sam, well, there is sort of a thrill in there because you've got that tension as to whether or not Peter Sam's going to make it the Henry on time. Oh, yeah. And but then that's like when, a 10 second scene. Yeah. And then when the refreshment lady comes into it, it just heightens that slightly. One last headcanon theory. Okay. If you go to Lakeside Station, you see the figurine of the manager of the Minnesota Railway there. Do you reckon he's coming in to, like, see how Peter Sam is going? I reckon exactly that. Yeah. You see, that is an interesting idea. I like that. However, in railway series lore, uh, Peter Sam and Sir Handel used to work at the Aluminum Aluminium Works on the mm. Peel Grodgerud line before they were bought, uh, before the Scarlowie Railway. Uh, which would mean that Midsodal Railway Manager may have seen them there. He may have died by the time these happened. But I feel if they were put to work back on actual railway again, like Scarlowy, he would definitely be wanting to come down and see them. Mm. Mm. In TV series, Lord, do you reckon he'd still be alive? Not today. I mean, like, <laughs> in terms of the timeline of this story and uh, Sleeping Beauty. It's supposed to be like two decades have passed since Sleeping Beauty. So, can so it's th- theoretical. It, it's definitely theoretical. He probably wouldn't have the same brown beard. It would be it's more his like... his son. Would, mm. What interest would he have? Well, maybe he, he shared his father's love of trains. True. But, yeah. but anyways, anyways, I definitely feel is theoretical. Definitely. We're just yeah. not entirely sure who. This Unless is... someone confirms it, please 
confirm it, someone. <laughs> David Mission. Hello. <laughs> Speak to us from above, please. (laughs) So, yes, that was episode 26 of the Right on Track podcast, uh, and we were covering... Well, today, Connor, we did cover Four Little Engines, A Bad Day for Sir Handel, and Peter Sam and the Refreshment Lady, all from Four Little Engines, which is book 10 in the Railway series. And uh, next week we'll be covering... So, in our next episode, Right on Track, we'll be covering Trucks, Home at Last and Rock and Roll. Yeah. In which we're introduced to none other than Duncan. Duncan. The narrow gauge Caledonian engine. Hang on, hang on. We're introduced to Duncan, but we're introduced to the little orange diesel Rusty Oh, we're introduced to Rusty as well. Yes. Yes. So we've got two more characters that join the Scala Railway. I'm so ready for that. Absolutely. But if you want to join the discussion and rant about what order you think that episode four, uh, well, season four should be released in, uh, reach out to us on our social media, such as Twitter, at OnTrackThomas. At Instagram, at T-T-T-E underscore right on track. Or facebook.com forward slash right on track Thomas podcast, or be old school and send us an email at right on track Thomas at gmail.com. Uh, you can reach us on Omni, Spotify, iTunes, all a whole bunch of streaming sites. And you can also find us at syn.org.au. Yes. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. We're taking over the world bit by bit. We watch you. But. <coughs> Uh, for now, I'm still Connor. I'm still Parry. I'm still Denim. Are you? I think so. He is. He is. D- don't gaslight him, Connor. He, okay. it's, it's him. You're Denim. And this okay. has been the Ride on Track podcast. See ya. Sayonara. Sayonara.